0: Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio.
1: Annie. Yes. Welcome back.
0: Yes, to you as well. It's good to Technically, see you. We've,
1: this is our second recording, but in one day, but I really felt like I needed to do a welcome back again.
0: Yes. Because it yes. just felt right. It did feel right. And... You know, we're only seeing each other over these virtual screens. I know. But still good to see you.
1: Yes, our recordings have gotten longer and longer just because I keep asking you conversational stuff instead of working, (laughs) which is probably not helpful, but hey. I I've enjoy enjoyed it. it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Lots of <laughs>, laughs have been had. I haven't talked to somebody in so long. My like my throat is hurting and my face hurts from smiling, but this is good pain. <laughs> okay, good. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. no, I'm making no, her smile no. too
1: much. Oh. I no. <laughs> love it. Anything new you've been doing since the new year? Because, you know, that's supposed to be a thing.
0: <laughs> well, I sent you a picture. I got a galaxy projector.
1: Yeah. I meant to ask you about that. That looks pretty fancy. Yeah, I really like it.
0: And I've been being the biggest of nerds. And I'll, like, put it on. And I'll listen to, like, classical music and read fan fiction. And it's been the best. And I am trying to uh, stretch more. So I did a whole stretch session uh, last night. It felt really good. But I can tell my body was, you should have been doing this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You've waited two years. (laughs) I googled some health thing that was happening with me, and they're like, "You need to stretch," and I was like, "Uh oh." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I got this was a present to myself. I mm-hmm. got chocolate, hot chocolate bombs. Ooh. I was so excited, and mm-hmm. I made one, and mm-hmm. it was so anticlimactic. It just sunk to the bottom. Did the bloop bloop. And then a couple of marshmallows popped up. I was like, oh, marshmallows. And then that was it. And then I'm like, I don't know if I didn't have the milk hot enough. I mean, it's pretty hot. But Mm -hmm. I also didn't want to burn the milk, you know, that situation. So, it was really sad. I was like, oh, (laughs) I need someone to tell me what I did wrong. Mm. Anyway. That is not what we're talking about today. No, no, no. But we are (laughs) back with our segment, Women Around the World. And yeah, there's been a lot of news uh, about strikes and unions being formed all around the country, all around the world, which has been really inspiring to see. And it's an exciting time to watch as employees and workers are coming together to demand better pay, better benefits, and a call to just overhaul a system that is based on results and dollars over the people and quality of work and quality of conditions. So it is really exciting to see and inspiring to see. So we wanted to talk about a woman who's been fighting to better work situations and right for domestic workers, Uh, 55-year-old Marcelina Bautista, who has been a part of this activism in Mexico since she was 17 years old. So she's been working, though, way before then and continues to be recognized for her hard work and passion. And just to go ahead and let y'all know, we're getting most of this information and quotes from translated sites. Google Translate has been our friend so it's obviously a little different from what she's actually saying or the what the sites are actually saying when it comes to the Spanish Uh, Translation versus the English translation. So bear with us. But we had to celebrate such an amazing woman. Uh, Bautista started working as a domestic worker in Mexico City at the age of 14, leaving behind her family and her education from her home area of Tierra, Colorado, Pasco, the Chicxulon, Oaxaca area. So sorry if I messed that up, y'all. I'm really trying and I can't roll my R's. So don't hate me.
0: That's that's skill for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She talked about her upbringing and the difficulties of just being a girl slash woman in her town, as well as when she left to start providing for herself. She was one of 12 children and helped with the care of her other siblings until she left. In a 2014 interview with UN Women, she said, this violence towards the women I knew are my cousins. Even though they are the customs, I did not like them because my mother was a reflection of that for me. One day I told my mother that it would not happen to me. And although this had consequences in my life, I decided my future thanks to those experiences that I experienced from a very young age. And she has, after 22 years of working in the domestic field, she and a group of domestic workers formed La Esperanza, or The Hope, to educate other women domestic workers about their rights as workers. But it was at the age of 17 that she was able to learn about her rights and workers' rights within her church community, and she became confident in her voice to talk about her frustrations and difficulties in her job.
1: Right. The same year La Esperanza was born, Batista was invited to represent Mexico in the first ever Latin American Domestic Workers Conference in Bogota, Colombia, which included 11 other countries. So in 1998, after she was asked to join the staff meetings at CINCOs, which was a part of the UN organizations, which where she was working on the maintenance staff, uh, she was able to be a part of the actual staff and was able to grow in her leadership and uh, her educational efforts after the fact. And it wasn't too much longer that she started the Center for Support and Training for Domestic Employees, or the CACEH, in 2000. She, quote, has promoted the human and labor rights of domestic workers and carried out the unionization process of this labor sector, which was formed on August 30th, 2015, with the National Union of Domestic Workers, uh, also known as S-I-N-A-C-T-R-A-H-O, Sinatrajo, uh, the first national union of domestic workers in Mexico. And she has been working
0: to continue to bring light to the difficulties as well as the mistreatment of so many domestic workers in Mexico and around the world. Not only is she the founder and director of the CACEH, but she also was General Secretariat of the Latin American and Caribbean Confederation of Domestic Workers, or Conlactroho and the Regional Coordinator of the International Network of Domestic Workers, the Regional Coordinator for Latin America of the International Federation of Domestic Workers, FITH as well. And hopefully we're getting these acronyms somewhat correct. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got the CONNECT acronyms. We just don't know how people <laughs> say them You're necessarily. Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> The amount of work and continued fighting Bautista has been doing for domestic workers cannot be understated. And when she was asked what she felt was her contribution to society, she said, quote, "...make the invisible visible is the motto of the organization that I preside over. I think that has been my contribution to make private work public today." Make visible what we domestic workers do and our precarious situation so that it is an issue that is on the public agenda, but above all, be testimony of change that with what one has in hand, one can make a difference. I believe that I have also contributed to the development of the International Standard for Domestic Workers Convention 189, and I ask that its ratification
1: be the contribution of my Mexican government. Right, and we'll talk about that in a bit, Uh, but she has, she has done all of this, and she's been working with governments, like she said, and organizations to create a change for domestic workers everywhere. She was involved in creating the Convention of 189 of the International Labor Organization in Geneva, Switzerland in 2011, which addressed the issues of domestic workers having, quote, decent work as well as the rights of workers which was approved by that convention. And again, yeah, she's been pushing that forward in the government. And yes, she's been honored for her work, including accolades such as the Amelia Galando Award from the Federal District Human Rights Commission for her outstanding work in defending and promoting women's rights and promoting gender equality in Mexico. And she also uh, earned that same award in the Medal of Merit later. uh, I think it's 2018. The first award was like early 2000s. So yeah, she's definitely doing things. Oh yeah, also was awarded the
0: Human Rights Award from the Friedrich Ebert Stiftung in Berlin, Germany, and the National Prize for Equality and Non Discrimination, awarded by the National Council to Prevent Discrimination, and was recognized uh, in the BBC as well as Forbes magazine for being just an overall powerhouse.
1: Right. She has done a lot of things and she continues to pop up on the list because of our organization and her hard work. Uh, Another quote she made specifically to the BBC when she was named uh, BBC 100 of 2021, she said, quote, changing the world means changing the conditions of millions of domestic workers, mostly women who work at home while others develop professionally. This social inequality will only end when domestic workers get the recognition it deserves. And absolutely... Um, and we love to see it. We love to see people making change. And yeah, Mexico is a big hub uh, for domestic work in general. So oh, cheers and we salute you because you're doing some amazing things and can't wait to see how many more uh, things come from her amazing work. Completely agreed.
0: And as always, listeners, if you have any suggestions for someone or an organization we should highlight in this segment, please send them our way. You can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Who is also a powerhouse. Oh, yes. <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. Stuff Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite show shows.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines.